Welcome back to another episode of Mood AF. It's your girl, Nikita. Now, before we get into all tea, all shade, all offense, I have a little explaining to do about my little absence, my quiet little hiatus. So this is kind of going to be a little intense, but don't worry. We're going to get to the good happy vibes in a second. Um, so Memorial Day weekend, my grandmother had an accident and she slipped and fell and she broke her hip. So as we all know, um, I just celebrated my grandma's 100th birthday back in March. So Memorial Day weekend, she slipped and fell. And then um, Memorial Day Monday into Tuesday morning, she passed. So May 29th, 2018, um, I'm getting ready to start my day, go about, you know, day-to-day routine. And Omar had actually just sent me the audio to Mood AF. So I'm getting ready to upload episode two, Let's Be Honest. And I hear like this piercing scream and like my entire body froze. And I just, the whole world just kind of stops. And I just kind of knew what it was because my mom hadn't left for the day. So the scream was just like deafening. And I was like, damn, I already know what this is. I know what this is. I know what this is. I know what this is. And I go and walk toward her room. And then she says the sentence that nobody wants to hear. And I just kind of like drop down on the ground and I just start hysterically crying. So June comes now and it's June 7th and it's approximately a week before my birthday. And we had to do the services and I'm not even trying to celebrate. I'm not even thinking about celebrating my birthday. Like everybody that knows me well, they know like June is the biggest and best, brightest month of my entire year. Like I celebrate my birthday from June 1st to June 30th. Like, and I couldn't even think about that because you have all my family, like my aunts and my uncles, like, okay, well, we need you to read this, this Bible scripture. And I'm just sitting here kind of like in a trance. I'm not even at work. Like, I'm having like all this time off and in my head, I'm trying to create and I want to write and I want to do all these things. And it just was not coming to me. And I never force anything creatively. I just kind of let things happen as they happen. So my birthday was the next week and I'm like going by a day-to-day routine and it's not even a routine. It's just kind of like I'm getting up And I'm forcing myself to do things like I'm forcing myself to take a shower. I'm forcing myself to eat. And if I'm not in my bed, then I'm just straight up like smoking hella weed and not doing anything. Like I just felt so lost. Like I didn't know what to do. Like I just my grieving process is extremely different and I'm never, ever going to feel like 100 percent Nikita. I'm always going to either feel 90 or 95 on a good day because My grandmother was the love of my life. That woman was the light of my life. Like, I just do not feel whole and complete. So it's a blessing to know that there's so many people that fuck with the show, that fuck with me, that fuck with the content that I put out. And I so love and appreciate everybody that listens to Mood AF. Trust me, I do. I'm sorry I didn't bring you guys into this part of my life because I'm just not that type of girl that, like, this happened so suddenly that I just didn't, I needed time to shut everything out. So I'm sorry I didn't bring this out to my audience. Like, I I love you guys. I trust you guys. And 
I'm always going to give you flawless work every time, but it was just a really bad time for me and I needed space. I needed time. I needed to cry and scream and be mad at the world and pray and figure out how the hell I'm going to get up and fight another day. Like that, it takes a lot of strength to, to deal with something like this. Like I am extremely close to my grandmother. So it was just like, this is this is a person that has been in my life for the last 24 years. Like this woman's seen everything, has seen me graduate, has seen me be posted on Complex, has seen me do stuff for Vibe. Like this is somebody who's been watching my trajectory and I'm just kind of like, damn, there's so much I still haven't even done yet. And I know you're not going to be physically here to see it, but you're here always with me. So I want to clear that up. Um, however... Don't think that things weren't getting done for the show behind the scenes. Um, on the one month of her passing, we made it to Apple Podcasts. And then a week later, we made it to Spotify. So now here we are. Um, also, I had a show planned two weeks ago, but uh, my co-host kind of like baited on me last minute. So I really was just kind of up shit's creek. So this is why we are where we are right now. So understand that I took this time. I needed to get back to me and get back on my bully. And now we on Apple and Spotify. So I'm really not even trying to hear, oh my God, I can't stream you because I can't find you on Apple or I can't find you on Spotify. I'm on nine streaming sites. I'm not jacking that you're not listening to this fire ass podcast. <laughs> but let me stop getting a little, a little spicy. You feel me? Um, today's episode... It's so, so dope to me. Like, I thought about it, and I was just like, nah, this is fire. Like, So I'm all about my lady bosses. I'm all about women that are just taking charge and doing their thing and out here handling their careers and getting their bags and just being the boss. I hate saying boss bitches because I'm just kind of like, I'm not a boss bitch. I'm a boss bitch. You feel me? <laughs> um, so I have two extremely talented young women sitting to my left and to my right. So to my right is Miss Cora. Yes. Cora is so dope. I met Cora actually through Venture Clan. But I'm trying to like, I was going to say like my next upcoming guest, but you feel me? It's okay. They coming on the show. It's cool. Shout out to Venture Clan. Um, Be Good comes out on Tuesday. So stream that because we went to their listening party last night and that shit was dumb fire. Like. Right. Can't front. Favorite song is going to be the, the song that I get ready to Back. every morning, like OD. Um, so I met Cora through Venture Clan when I was working in PR. And uh, her and I just like hit it off. And we're pretty much like on the same wavelength, on the same vibe. Like we think the same way. We want to like open our own business. Like we actually kind of had like a plan, like where she would do manage, like she would do management and I would do PR and like we'd get like a space and we'd make this this whole shit popping. Not to say that that still can't happen, but like it was like a great thought. And then I have somebody that is the sweetest person ever. Like literally if you know her, like big sweetheart, so nice, so bubbly. Like if you're ever an asshole to her, like I just, I fake gotta pull up with the smoke on <laughs> you. Um, just because, yeah, no. Um, Christine and I went to college together and she was always turned up with us. It was cool. She was cute. And now she's just out here traveling and doing everything. Like Christine's a nurse. 
she makes this chicken and she travels and she's out here and she's slaying. Actually, both my girls travel and I'm going to get into that. So welcome to Mood AF where this is all tea, all shade and all offense. As I said before, we don't hold anything back. So let's get into it. Like, I want to know where we started, like how, like, where did you get inspiration from to decide that this is what you want to do? Like, for example, Christine, like, you studied to be a nurse. Like, mm-hmm. is this something that you always wanted to do? Is this something that kind of clicked in your head? Like, take me, I want to walk me through the journey, per okay. se. Um, thank you for having me on your show. Oh, yeah, no doubt, girl. Um, so, I always knew I would, I like caring for people. So, when I started applying to college, it was either like, okay, my aunt was in medical school, so I always liked it. But medicine is different from nursing. For anybody that's in the medical field, it's two different type of thought processes. Nursing is more of the caring, less of the disease process. Mm-hmm. So um, I was either going to be a nurse or a teacher. And I was just like, most of the schools I applied to had nursing programs. And I was like, talked to over with my aunt, who is my role model. And I was just like, okay, I think I'm going to do nursing. And I got in the program, the first try. So I'm like, God trying to tell me something. Right. And exact. ever since then, I just stuck with it. And now that I am actually a nurse, I love what I do. It took me a while to figure out what, like nursing is so big. It took me a while to figure out what I wanted to do. I'm a pediatric nurse. Um, Chicken. <laughs> and I love working with kids. So it's just the ideal job for me. And then the three days a week, 12-hour shifts, you have four days off. Like, what more can you ask That's for? Lit. You take vacation Chicken. without asking for vacation time. So all your vacation time is just banking up for what? your big vacation. So it's just just ideal for what my lifestyle and how I want to live. And just the little moments. Like, nursing is a stressful job. Don't get me wrong. But the little moments, like seeing kids go home with their parents, sick kids, getting stronger, it's just... It makes me feel whole, kind of. That's lit. That's super lit. Like, (laughs) yo, sis out here living the dream, getting fulfilled. That's what I want to feel. Like, I want to feel that. Like, I want to be in my career and feel like, yo, this is what I'm doing every day. This is my bread and butter. And I love it. Like, you can't tell me shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm kind of doing that, but like, not really doing that. But it's okay because my (laughs) Cardi B glow up is on its way. You will, though. You feel me, though? I'm I'm not living my best life. I'm living my busiest life. And then (laughs) I will be living my best life. Understood. So Cora does music and she manages artists and then she works for TuneCore and she's very plugged in. Like, Cora, how the hell did you get all of this? Like, what, what made you want to manage, like, I don't understand because I barely want, I want somebody to manage me, but I'm like, who wants to like be in charge of people's schedules and what they do and how they move and who they talk to? Um, I kind of got thrown into it. Um, I started in choirs when I was young. Um, my music always been a thing for me. Um, I went to school for engineering at first. I hated it. Word. <laughs> I hated it. You I wanted couldn't. to do engineering? Word. Yeah, I, was I can't even see you like that. Like. Right. No one could see it. No one. Everyone was like, what are you doing? Like, yeah. <laughs> why are you doing engineering? I'm like, I think this is where I want to go. But no one damn sure like, fuck out of here. I'm not doing that. <laughs> then I was business. And then I was like, yo, these classes are so dry. But I was always taking music classes on the side. So my friends used to always be like, yo, um, you should just do music. like. Yeah. And then they would sit down like, are you living your life? Or are you letting it live you? And I was like, damn, that's a good question. I can't answer right now, bro. Like, I can't answer it. So one day I just got up 
and I was like, F it. I'm changing my major. I was walking to change my major. My friends were like, what you doing? I'm like, yo, I'm changing my music major to music. They were like, you should have been to that. I'm walking you there right now. <laughs> all my friends walked me there, got me to sign all my papers, got me everyone I needed to talk to, everything. And then I started from there. And then I had an internship um, at Mancom Creative. Um, they're like a management and a publishing um, company. It was only six people there. So I went there my first day. They were like, listen, you can be fired from your internship. I don't care how many hours you got to do for school. You got to keep up with the work. Like, we're not asking you for coffee. We're not asking you for medicine when we're sick. Nothing BS. Like, you're going to be working. So I was making one sheet. I was coming up with marketing plans, stuff like that. And I just felt like, yo, this is what I wanted to do. I don't care if I'm working till 8 o'clock p.m., got to go to a show. This is what I love to do. Then I went back to school. I was focus like it was nothing they could teach me because I already learned it at my internship like because they were like you got something to do right now is due in like an hour like this needs to be done so school was easy after that and then I graduated I was still working with them at school um, and then I started out working at TuneCore I've been working at TuneCore for two years um, I still um, manage um, Venture Clan, of course. I co-manage two artists. One of them, his name is Cicero. Um, he has a song with GoLink right now. Um, I also run um, networking events um, for music industry people um, once a month. Um, and this one, I run New York. There's also one in Houston and a major one in L.A. So that's basically what I've been doing to occupy my time. Yo, <laughs> I feel like, damn, am I doing something? Like, because I'll be listening to my lady, I, like, I listen to my girlfriends and I'm like, shit, y'all are really doing things. Like, we doing grown woman things. And then it's not, not to say that I'm not doing grown woman things. Clearly, I mean, here I am. But like, Definitely. it's like, damn, sis, like, you doing all that. And then they, yo, y'all travel. Like, y'all be out. Like, every time I get on Instagram, yo, these bitches is everywhere. You got to travel, though. And I'm like, son, you know how hard it is for me to get time off. But you know what? God said, skirt, hold on, sis. I got a blessing for you. So I'm finna have my travel arrangements. You feel me? Like, I'm gonna be moving on up to the east side. Soon. No, Soon I, come. I used to be like, traveling is so expensive. Yeah. I don't that know ass, do I think that. that's the mentality that yeah. like a lot of us yes. still have. Because it's kind of like, yo, if you're not doing no all-inclusive shit, like, what are you doing? But, but if then you I'm go to the like, club, what? like, go to the club, that money you spend at the club yes. could be for a ticket. You know yeah. what I mean? So you just got to sacrifice, sacrifice a couple weekends where you just at home chilling. And you have ticket money you got a hotel money it's like you can go anywhere at that point and it's like two weeks out your whole time you could still get lit with your friend you just got to cut back on a couple things you know what i'm saying i always think about the experience like it's all about the experience like you cannot take away the experience yeah i call mine my memory box i want to have a memory box when i get old and if i'm not adding anything in that memory box then what am i doing in life i'm not just working that's not what I'm here Fact. for. I want to see what other cultures exactly. have to offer. Like, That's and a the big food, fact. girl. So Don't if I can't remember food. anything, I'm going to be like, you remember when I went to Thailand, girl? Ooh, yeah. that, that food was lit. Yeah. I don't care if I'm 80 out of nursing, nursing home. I'm going to still be lit. Yeah. Oh, dear. So where have you guys gone? Um, so I've been to Europe. I've been to Paris, Italy, and Spain. Um, that was my biggest trip, and I just did that trip. In um, was it February? Yeah. Um, and that was like 
not an easy trip to go on. It's like very hard to find people to go on these big trips with you because not everyone has that mindset and not everybody is like, once everyone always wants to go to the Caribbean or to the to like the little small trips, but I was like, I really wanted to go to Europe. Nah, and I really I've wanted to go to a to big Europe. trip. Yeah, I gotta do that. You know, so and I've met this amazing girl at my job, and she went with me, and we had the most amazing time. I mean, between the food, the parties, meeting different people, and like just going to bars and meeting different people that think differently. Like this guy was like, oh, when you say you're from America, I fall in love. I'm like, really? Like someone else loves Americans? Like this oh, is shit. lit. This is lit. I'm like, okay, uh, I'm about to be in Spain every other day. <laughs> like every had, other minute. Like, what's I up? Had, it was fun. It was, then we went to Spain and they played nothing, but I didn't understand none of the music, but I had mad fun dancing. She told me how to dance bachata, merengue. Harlem, I didn't know you what I'm... New, you, you're from Harlem, sis. How I know. You, how you don't know. know how to do I that know. already? I only know how to twerk. Sorry. Hey, but I learned. But I'm with I learned. It. I'm with it. I'm I learned how it. to do it. See, that's I had it. so much fun. I had an amazing time. I feel like going to the Caribbean, like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm West Indian, so it's kind of like, yo, that's what you have to do. Like, yeah. everybody yeah. makes the pilgrimage to their homeland. Like, yeah. you feel me? Exactly. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've been to Trinidad, so I'm like, all right, cool. Like, not that big of a deal, but I've always been the one that wanted to take like a cruise in the Mediterranean. Like, yeah, yeah. I want to go to Amsterdam. I'm definitely Ireland is definitely on my Amsterdam list. Too. Like, Ireland mm-hmm. is the first place I want to knock off my bucket list, and that's a lot of people's like, oh, because you want to go to the Jameson Distillery. First of all, real women drink whiskey. Okay, all right? that's a fact. <laughs> real women drink whiskey. Don't at me. I'm not jacking it. Like, and I'm a Jameson girl, so what's up? <laughs> like Jameson and Ginger with a lime. Talk to me nice. <laughs> All right? I don't care. The I energy, won't. though. Yes. Listen, I'm very spicy on the show. I don't know if you've heard, but <laughs> I get kind of energetic. <laughs> <laughs> so, and Corey, you've been to Thailand. Yeah, I backpacked Thailand in February. Which, um, wow. Yeah, like, I went with my best friend. I went there for like two weeks, two and a half weeks. Um, I went to Bangkok. Um, I stayed at a five-star hotel. I stayed from a five-star hotel to like actual people that live there. I stayed in mountains with people that actually live day-to-day lives, see how they actually lived. Um, I went to Chiang Mai, which is like northern. Then I went to the south and like island hop for a while. And then I went to DR in May. Um, I just came back from there. Um, but yeah, I went there with family. Um, oh, yeah. I have like girls, cousins that got the same motivation. So we just That's go life. chill. That's like That's What life. was backpacking like though? Tiring. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, I had one big ass backpack the size of me, like, with like throwaway shit that just in case it got lost, I couldn't really be mad. Um, I hopped on a plane every two to three days. Um, it was, I had a journal that had like times where I needed to go, but I needed to adjust time. So mm-hmm. I had to have time for that. Um, and I also booked it myself, which was the first time I ever like, like booked a long trip. Um, so like my itinerary, um, try to book hotels, Airbnbs and shit like that was definitely a new experience because I never did anything like that, especially in another country where they don't really speak English. The money is different. It was a lot to adapt to and try to just keep my wits about me and make sure I don't end up in something that I can't get myself out of. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Because like, yeah. you're going to a whole different part of the world where they don't yeah. even speak English. They don't. Mm-mm. And then, like, there's a whole currency exchange and all of that. And then on top of that, Americans get such a nasty-ass rap. Mm, I wonder why. But. Yeah, they definitely were, like, talking to me about Trump and, like, how could I agree with it? And I'm like, yeah, slow down. I don't. 
<laughs> we all don't. We we don't support that orange Cheeto on this show. I want to make right. that specifically clear. Oh. I'm sorry. Like I love her. Like Issa Rae said, I'm rooting for everybody black. Like right. no shade to my white friends because I do love y'all. My Hispanic friends, friends, I love y'all too. too. But listen, I'm rooting for everybody black because hashtag like it's always been Black Lives Matter. Back. So <clears throat> now I have a question. Obviously, there's men that work in our respected industries. I know for me, it's kind of like every time I pop up, it's like another person I know has a podcast, but it's kind of like everybody's podcast is different, obviously, Mm -hmm. no shade. But then it's just kind of like men feel like they can, whatever industry they're in, they feel like because they're men, like they're very dominant. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's just like weird because I've never met another male journalist. Like I cannot front. I have not. No? I know. Like I know male writers. Okay. But I feel if you're a journalist, there's a big difference between being a writer and being a journalist. Like I think that's where the lines get blurred because being a writer is somebody that just writes. You want to, you want to like, you're like, you're kind of like an author. Like you write all day. Like, this is what you want to do. I feel like a, a journalist is somebody that's out there, pen and paper, getting the beat, getting the news, finding right. out what's going on. Like, people in my respected profession, like, we dying off like cattle because obviously this orange-ass Cheeto that we have for president is sitting here making it so okay, like, to blatantly attack the media, which, don't get me wrong, media is very sensationalized. Like, I know the industry of which I work in can, a lot of things can get misconstrued and taken out of context. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like, for me, I haven't met, like, another young male journalist. All the journalists I've me- I've met in these last, like, five, six years have been female. But I know there's male nurses, so, like, and obviously there's male managers all over the damn place. So what's the culture like in your respective industries with, like, men and women and, like, the glass ceiling and the amount of competition? We'll go first. Um... Oh, yeah. So for me, it's like not that many male nurses. So for me, it's like, um, let's say I just started my job at this new hospital and I can count on my hand how many male nurses I saw, but I can't count how many female nurses. So I think it was a total of three male nurses. And it's like how many of us on a given day? I would say like 15. Damn. So and then the most I've seen is three. And two of them are night shift and only one of them. Yeah. So it's not that many male nurses. Um, I think we actually need more male in our field. Yeah. Um, but they are a lot of male doctors. Yeah. So yeah, I you see have that. that kind of undertone there. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not that many female doctors. There are some. I have. Um, but why? Like, that's so weird to me, though. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Is there, like, a negative stigma to being, like, a male nurse? Obviously, you're not going to know the answer to that. But, like, I is there, like, do you think that there's a stigma that I comes with like, that? I think, like, when people hear nurse, they automatically assume female because of the caring aspect that comes into being a nurse. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, especially, like, with adults. Because before I became a pediatric nurse, I worked with adults. And then imagine, like, for example, my grandfather got sick. Um, it was different seeing him in that light. Just from, not even from just a nurse, from a a, um, granddaughter perspective, someone that was able, that used to get up every day and make sure you good. Now you getting up to make sure he's good, you know? And when he couldn't, this might be TMI, I don't know, but when he couldn't wipe his, you know, his ass and he needs someone to wipe his ass and he's looking at you and he don't want to ask the nurse. He don't want to ask, that's when, that's the 
that's the nurse in me. I will make sure that that patient is comfortable enough that they can ask me. Right, My right. grandfather, did, I feel like sometimes in this field, like people don't realize like you need to be caring and you need to, these people don't want to be sick. They don't want to be in a hospital, but they did and they need help. And like just seeing my grandfather in that aspect and like, I don't know. But yeah, I, I forgot. I just totally went off track. <laughs> no, but, that's totally um, cool. Yeah. Because it, it, it all relates back yeah. to the same point. It's kind so, of like yeah, women just. The caring aspect, aspect of, of it. it. Yeah. So that's why I think it's not a lot of males in there. Because like if you like a male's going to be like, hell no. Like I yeah, don't want to yeah, do yeah. that. First of all, males don't even wipe their own asses. <laughs> so like where are we going? Yeah. So just stuff like that or like. Males are not seen to be caring. They seem to be hard and they don't cry and stuff like that. Like, sis. Y'all be crying. Don't play. Y'all be little bitches. Like, yeah. You know, at me. I dare one of y'all to at me. Like, don't worry. Don't call men bitches. <laughs> All right. Do you see what? Like, I feel like men gossip 10 times more yo, than females. Do not yo. get me started on that. I don't <laughs> Shit is crazy. Right? Yo. Why are y'all gossiping like women? Yes. What one? Like, men, I understand. Like, yes. I'm so confused. But you Gossip. know what? <laughs> nah, because y'all really trying to get me. Like, somebody going to pull bag. up with the smoke. Nah, you're not even getting me in my bag. Because half of the people, you know what's so funny? I'm going to get a little spicy r- real quick. All right? I'm going to throw a little, little Jameson in my tea. <laughs> so... There's people that'll be in my phone. This is so funny how we went from careers to men, but Real this is this is this is this is why I love the show. But um before I end this tangent, men just this gossip thing, like it I saw it so early on, like going to like a small school where everybody kind of know everybody, and you hear in the like why are you pillow talking with a female to then go tell your boys when you play ball? Like, what are you? Yeah. What's nah, up? my school, they had lunches where they would just talk about bitches. And I would be like, I was cool with all the guys. So I would know. like, mm-hmm. And they would come to me like, you know this, you know that. I'm like, damn, mind your business. Like, <laughs> who told you that? They were like, oh, we had a meeting at somebody's crib, blah, blah, blah. And we, I'm like, y'all, y'all, believe y'all it. all talked about it? Like, y'all all y'all had, had that whole meeting. conversation about this one girl. Yeah, she a hoe. Okay. And, and that, even that whole stigma pisses me off. Yeah, yeah. this this whole stigma. So, okay. Y'all not, nobody's checking me with that one. Because I'm going to be like, why? Because you fucked five bitches in one day. But if I were to do it, I'm a hoe. No, you. what you lay down with is what you become. Yes. So if you fucked five girls in one day, you're a hoe. Yeah. Right. I'm not jacking it. Like, you can't sit here and be like, oh, well, it's not ladylike and it's not appropriate. Okay. And you think your mom wants to know that you fucked five girls in one day? Your yeah. mother. You think your mom wants to know that you're just slinging dick? Yeah. Right. Ain't no. All right, then. Because if your mother knew that you was just slinging dick, I'm not jacking that hoe. My mom don't care what I do because I'm a grown ass man. No, every mother cares about what yep. the fuck her kids do, whether yeah. it be daughter or son. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's just clear that up. Because I know there's a lot of men out there talking hot every day to these women. And I'm just kind of like, you're not going to say this to your mom. But you won't say this to your sister or your cousins or anything like that. So why would you even fix your mouth to disrespect me and say that to me? This is why they get the block and the phone number. But then then they watch all your snaps. All my snaps. All your Insta stories. All my Insta stories. Y'all liking posts. Why? 
don't disrespect me and then go like my shit. Yeah. Like, that's the fastest way for me to pull up on the smoke with the smoke on you. But, um, Cora didn't get to answer yes. that question. I'm sorry. You see, men just be getting you so tight when you talk <laughs> mm-hmm. about that. That tangent was crazy. That tangent was so crazy. So, yes, Cora, tell me about the Many men people. in your Ooh. industry and the shit you got to deal with. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. We started it off. <laughs> we started bruh. off with a bruh. <laughs> nah, guys, they're different. I think I'm from Harlem. I have a lot of male friends, so I don't really get intimidated. Like, I grew up with a lot of males. So you could bring the smoke. You could feel like you're trying to talk down to me. I'm not having it. Like, I know my job. I know what I do. I know I'm good at what I do. Absolutely. Um, but I've definitely been, like, winked at or someone trying to make sexual advances to me or something. And it's like, that's cool, bro, but that's not what I'm here for. Like, I'm here to work. And I feel like you just got to make it known that that's all I'm here for. I'm not fucking you. I don't care how long it's going to take me to get to the top. I'm not doing that like my morals yeah. is not going to be put to the side just because you might know j cole or you might know some artist that's popping right now that's fine but i'm not i'm not doing that so we yeah. here for business and that's it we're going to meet at a public place we're going to you know chill out but i mean i get respected in my industry just because mm-hmm. my mentors and stuff they already know i don't play that mm-hmm. they are they don't even bring me into a situation where i would feel uncomfortable in which i would have to act out Cause I am from Harlem. I might speak very <laughs> proper, but you push me to a limit. You gonna see a whole nother side of mm-hmm. me you don't want to see. And we gotta keep this very professional. We gotta keep, you know. But I'm not with the shits, and everyone knows that. I make that very clear. But I mean, the the guys in my industry, I mean, they could be assholes. Don't get me wrong. But I have met a lot of nice ones that really want a female, especially a colored one, to make it somewhere, so. Absolutely. Which I gotta respect. I of course. I definitely respect that. So, is it kind of like, have you ever had a situation where you've, like, had dudes, like, get mad at you and, like, dub you because you dubbed them, so they, like, try to take an opportunity off the table from you for it because they're salty? Yeah, of course. Like, I feel like you can always see somebody body language change or how they speak to you change just because all of a sudden they know like you're definitely not with that you Mm -hmm. know what I mean like I've been in meetings where it would be going so good they would be offering you the moon and the stars and as soon as you make it known like I'm not that's not what I'm here for I'm here for whatever the situation is I'm here to manage this person or I'm here to like get this book in or do whatever I need to do you could definitely see like the whole mood changes. Then all of a sudden they don't want to talk to you and it's like, but I still have everything I had to offer before then. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. And then like, what about the females? Like, is it catty? Is it, because we're just, na- women, we're just like naturally petty and naturally dramatic and if, I'm not, I'm not trying to hear that. I'm not a petty female. Yes, yeah. you are. Every female carries some trace of petty. I love to play tit for tat. I hear you. So, so example, like Christine at, at your job, there's a nurse that feels like she's doing this, she's doing that, she feels like she's the shit. And There's then- definitely cases like that. Um, I've seen it. It's happened to me before where it's like, you're not doing your job. And it's, it's like, you're not doing your job and it's pissing me off because it's affecting me. So like I was in this example where the situation I mean, this night nurse was not doing what she had to do. And I'm just like, now you're screwing up my day because now I'm running around looking for a medication that you could have called the pharmacy for or you could have made sure you told me early in the morning so yeah. I could call the pharmacy and get what I need to get done. So now I'm pissed off and I come and tell you like, 
listen, and I come nice. Nine times out of ten, I'm gonna come nice first. And I'm like, um, you did this and it screwed up my day. Just next time for future references, if you could. And when you were a young one, when I when I graduated from when I graduated from school, I was what 22. So I was a young nurse. And she gonna tell me, oh, I need to stay in my um my lane. I'm young. Watch mm. how I talk to my elders. You might be older than me, but we got the same degree, sis. So I'm gonna need you to pipe it down. Pipe it all the way off. And watch how you talk to me. And she was like, oh, I'm your elder. You should. And I was standing up and she was sitting down. And I should sit down and sit at her level. And I'm just looking at her like, what does any of this have to do with the fact that you screwed up? Like, that has right. nothing to do with it. And that's what I hate the most about that that young and they had, it's like a whole article on it, how older nurses eat younger nurses. Like, and it's legit. Like, they treat you like you don't know shit. And the funny part is, sometimes you be knowing more than them because you have fresher material in your head. Right. And it's just shit like that that just blows minds. And it's, it's so crazy because I feel like sometimes females in the same industry as you is worse than males. Like, oh my God. They just don't want to see you win. At see, all. I've never had that problem. Like, I, all the women that I have, that I'm cool with, that I've talked to on regular, they're like so helpful. I don't know if it's just because of the circle I'm in or whatever. That's but a blessing. I don't really have that issue with females because it's so many, like, it's like five probably females, 10 females in music. Mm -hmm. So they all try to stick together. Like, they yeah, got a whole music, sense. like, organization just for women. Like, but I mean, I can definitely see that. Yeah. I'm just grateful that that hasn't happened to me yet because I don't know how I'm going to react. I don't know how I'm going to take it for another female, especially if she was my skin color, to understand, like, where she's coming from and see where that hate is coming from. Because yeah, right. we would have to definitely have a talk about that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel like the other, like, female journalists, it's just, like, it's such, like, a we're coming together because we have to deal with these men and these shitty reporters. Exactly. And then we got to deal with like the Me Too situation. And then we got to deal with the the Tommy Tomato Juice bitches of the world. <laughs> um, and, and the and the, and the sis that walks around her college campus with a gun and she feeling herself. Listen, sis, you said you hated New York. So tell your man to stop wearing this Yankee fitted because we are from New York and we are actually about this life. So... I don't know what to tell you. Um, but yeah, I just kind of feel like in my industry, it's it's I see a lot of like women coming together, especially women of color. Like yeah. Spotify did like a sound up boot camp for all women that wanted of color that want to do podcasting. Mm -hmm. So it was like this humongous like pool of applicants and they were only choosing 10. Like I think they like out of 180,000 applicants, they only chose 10. Wow. Oh, shoot. And then like out of those 10, like you had to do like a boot camp for a week. And then at, with a panel on the last day, you go and you pitch your idea to Spotify. And then if they fuck with it, then they was giving you guap. And then obviously mm -hmm. your show will be on Spotify. So... There was women, like, who we all found out at the same time that we didn't get it. You know, they sent out that same generic-ass email. So then women just sprung into action, and it just became women of color for podcast, Women of color that podcast. Women of color that do this. Or blah, 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 blah. Because I know Karen Civil. I know, like, Karen Civil kind of gets, like, a... The people are kind of, like, indifferent about her. Some people are mm -hmm. because of how she moves. But, like... Sis kind of, like, I follow, not follow her business model, but I see what she's doing. And, like, she's always working with Louis Vuitton. Like, LVMH is Louis Vuitton, Mason, Hennessy, Mason Hennessy. So it's kind of, like, 
the way how she's branding with them, mm-hmm. like, I want to brand with them. Like, I feel like it's, in my industry, at least, like, it's always important to have, well, in anybody's industry, it's always important to have, like, a mentor that you could, like, reach out to and look up, look up, uh, somebody that'll look out for you. So it's kind of, like, fucked up that in nursing, it's just kind of, like, older nurses eat younger nurses when in theory it's like, yo, I just got out of school. So the shit I know, you probably might not. So yeah. why can't you take a page from my book and let me help you? Like, for me, it's, like, a lot of the pioneer greats um, that I actually look up to are, like, way more than journalists. They're, like, filmmakers, too. Like, I am in love with Ava DuVernay. You cannot tell me shit about an Ava DuVernay film. Selma... 13, A Wrinkle in Time. Like, I live for her. Mm -hmm. And I live for the fact that she's very pro-woman. And on top of that, she's a woman of color. So, I mean, and then obviously we have all the great writers of forever. Maya Angelou, Nikki Giovanni. Like, I just wish that there was like, maybe I'm not looking. Maybe that's what I should do. But I would love like a small community of like young upcoming journalists. Like, for us to all get together and do shit like that. Because I've always said this, like, I want my work to impact the world and I want to be the voice that changes the world. So, like, when I tell people that, yo, I want to be on CNN, they look at me like I'm stupid. Right. And I'm like, no, I want to be on CNN because I'm about to have an argument with whomever's at Fox News talking crazy. But I'm going to have it in a respectful manner and I'm going to kick it to him to where I make you feel stupid right. without downright calling you. have to listen to. Basically. Right. <laughs> so... I don't know. Maybe I'll get on Twitter and do that. Or if y'all know anybody who writes and like who's a creative, like I would love to have like a community for that. I feel like there should just be a community for everybody's like respected industries. I feel like we could grow so much more as a generation, Mm -hmm. so much more as a culture if we Mm -hmm. had those things. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's so crazy to me how we as a community can't, like, everybody's so against one another. Like, I've seen this happen so many times, especially, like, working in PR and, like, working, once working in music, it's kind of, like, you watch people grease other people that they know. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, you work with these people and then they turn around and they grease you completely. Like, steal your beat. Or not want to pay for your beat. Yeah. Or... Try to see you for... Try to see you for something crazy. Or, like pull up to your event and want like and gotta perform but they're unprepared and yeah. it's making you look bad yeah. yeah type of thing you know what i mean or, or like what, even like you have something to offer them and then they're like on you like they're hitting you up all the time pretending to be your friend like they're really like you're like oh they're cool but then as soon as you either give it to them or that deal for through like fall through they don't even want to talk to you anymore like they act like you don't even exist in music like they'll be like all right, well, I'll talk to them when they have something to offer. Nah, like, that's not how it's going to go. Like, Damn, that's so... That's a fact. I've seen it. That's beast. They be like, but I mean, yeah. It's just music. Like, that's you got to pop an artist. Best believe you're going to have so many text messages, so many phone calls to get them featured or get them in a studio with somebody. But as soon as that person has fallen off or is not as popping as they was, you're not going to hear from none of those people anymore. That's a fact. Everybody want to jump on the bandwagon. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's Yo. why I like individuality so much. Yes. Because this clout chasing shit is old. Yo, clout chasing. I don't understand. Like, I don't understand how we're seven months into this year and we have so many clout chases. And, like, the lack of originality is just so, like, disturbing. Like, no funny shit. Don't get me wrong. I love the shade room. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
I'm tired of hearing about cash doll, Asian doll, Cuban doll, this doll, this doll, yeah. this doll. Like, yo, the only doll I recognize is Barbie. <laughs> like, no shade. Like, I think everybody's, like, talented. Don't get me wrong. But it's just like, come on. Like, what's up? There should be room for everybody at the table to eat. Yeah. So mm-hmm. why is it that we're tearing each other down? Like, don't get me wrong. This doll shit kind of annoying. Like, y'all all need to no, just that's get... A fact get in a dull house and play with each other. I don't know, <laughs> All the beef between them, I'm like, I don't even, I can't even Over tell you guys name, apart. Over honestly. a name, honestly. Like, what's up? There's mad music to be made. There's so many features to be had. There's so many albums that could be put out. Why are we beefing about a name? But yeah. Everyone sounds the same now. Yo, there is no originality. No. Everybody That's why sounds I love J. Same. Cole. They all look alike. Oh. And this is why I love J. Cole. Yeah. I'm sorry, I didn't even listen to Drake's new album. I know people you don't gonna be upset about that, but I love J Cole. Let me tell you. Let me let me. We had a discussion about this. Corey <laughs> and I went to brunch and we talked yeah. about the album, and I was just like, honestly, Scorpions and I like it hasn't grown on me. Me either. Like I'm just I'm like all right, Kiki, you love me. Okay, shut I'm up. Like I'm tired of that. I'm tired <laughs> of Kiki. Like there's more than one song on yeah. there. There, you feel me? Like yeah. I don't get it. They saying that this is a hot album, but I'm only hearing like three, maybe four songs that people are really talking about, and I'm like, it has 24 songs on it, bro. You can't say it's a hot album and you're not even saying like 14 of them, them songs is hot. Yeah, you're not even listening to them, honestly. You're just saying, oh my god, it's Drake, it's fire. You probably didn't even listen to all 24. Like, I think he's gone to that point where like people are not even like listening to his music. It's just the fact that it's Drake. Like, yeah, yeah, the hype. And he could just put some BS out. Like, I'm upset was fucking trash. <laughs> I thought I was the only that one. Shit, I don't even know even why that, that was on the album. His whole son like, is like... I was like, ooh, shake the table. I'm upset too, nigga. Like, <laughs> my bills is due. Like, fuck out of here. He said, ooh, shake the table. <laughs> Word. I'm so weak. But that's why I agree, Christine. Like, I love Cole. But, of course, somebody's going to listen to this that knows me and be like, but you've loved Cole forever. Yeah, I love Cole. I've been a Cole fan since 07. Yeah, because I've heard the progression... And yeah. who he is as not only as a and man, has not as changed. an artist. like, And I feel like with Drake, he hasn't really grown. You know right. what I mean? I just feel like it's a lot of covering up on something. You know what I mean? Because yeah. he's like a good guy. He's like known for that, you know? So it's like, oh, you have a baby on the way. All right, let me just rap about how I met the baby moms for two two times. And I'm really sorry that, like, I have a kid, but I'm going to take care of it. But it's like, I don't really know him. Like, I need to know Drake. Like, mm-hmm. J. Cole, yeah. you know him. You know? Right. Like, so you feel process. like you sitting at, like, a cookout with that nigga when you put on an album. I Yo, feel like I'm, I'm at, like, a like therapy session with Drake. I would just Drake. vibe with him so... He's honestly... He's so deep. Like, I've met Cole on several occasions. He's the most humble dude ever. Like, he still gets humbled when you say that you fuck with his music. Like, he's really a cool dude. He's so calm. And don't get me wrong, I love KOD. I think KOD was fucking a beautiful body of work. I feel like there is no argument. Like, I cannot, like, from listening to all of Cole's tapes to listening to the albums, KOD is easily, for me, And it made you think. Like, Like, when's the last time you listened to music that made you think? First of all, I need all of y'all men to stop listening to Kevin's heart and trying to use these lyrics but y'all are not following the lyrics okay <laughs> like do not jack that song but you're not following what my man said like she's my number one I don't need nothing on the side no y'all got like five six bitches on the side like yeah. what's up 
Like when Cole came out and he said, you know, watching Netflix, drinking almond milk, y'all don't like water or milk. So what makes you think you're going to like almond milk? <laughs> almond milk is something that needs to grow on you. Y'all are still drinking regular 2%. Like mm-hmm. putting 2%. Mad Kool-Aid and shit. Mad Kool-Aid and shit. Like, no, y'all not about this life. Stop it. Mm -hmm. I'm not jacking it. Like, listen, these men and these cold lyrics and the Instagram captions, I'll be like, oh my God, but you don't even follow what they said. Yeah, Mm -hmm. like, okay, when he dropped um, uh, God's Plan. Oh, yeah. um, I only love my bed and my mom and I'm sorry. Okay. Um, half of y'all don't even have beds. Oh, and y'all still living with y'all moms. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> and y'all still living with y'all moms. Uh-huh. But y'all don't even like y'all moms. So where we going? Nowhere. Fast. I'm not jacketed. Mm-hmm. Or like, y'all want to now be quote unquote settled down. Y'all don't want to be settled down. I, w- I haven't met one yet. Like, come mm. on. I get they it. They say it, but they actually say a whole nother thing. Yo, I kind of want to read this thread that. Please uh, read it. My homegirl tagged me in, and it was a real thread. So, basically, this dude on Twitter was like, this is exactly why taking things slow is so important, no matter how excited you are about somebody. So, it's like, girls, I'm sure a lot of you can relate to having dealt with or are dealing with this guy. I'm going to break him down and give you cheat codes. So you meet this guy via Twitter or life or whatever. Seems cool enough. Not sexy, not ugly, but attractive. Carries himself well. In fact, he carries himself very well. So he appears even more attractive to you. Good dress sense, smart, not trying to be the next J. Cole. No shade, no shade. I will always date a man that is somewhat emulating to Cole. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. my son, my son got a son, has a child and a wife. And his wife does his finances and all of that. And they got a crib and they living good and he's minding his business. Okay. Like, yes, give me a J. Cole one day. Um, so basically the thread goes into like breaking down why, you know, when guys get kind of apprehensive about like a relationship, like they get in a relationship with you and then you're mad excited and they're excited and they want you, but then in the back of their head, they feel like, this is being forced upon them mm-hmm. instead of them having a mature conversation and being like, okay, like I'm feeling like this because I've had this trauma or I've had this experience and blah, 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 blah. But something that really stuck to me, like the entire thread was so beautiful. The shit is actually like super, super long. But something that kind of hit me was you explained to him that he can't be inconsistent. He said he understands. You know what you want, and you thought he did too, and now it's different. You're annoyed now because either sexually or emotionally you've let him in, and now he's unsure. Like, why would he even waste your time? So he went from a stranger to a genuine interest, an amazing guy, to man he's serious about me, to wait. Now he don't know, and it ends in two ways. He dates you out of internal pressure he never told you about, or y'all gotta fall off. Mm -hmm. The first one sucks. He convinces himself he knows what he wants, and you do too. Mm Mm-hmm. Y'all date, but he never fully emotionally commits. That shit hit me like mm. a ton of fucking bricks. That is so true. <laughs> like, what? He never fully emotionally commits. Yeah, they don't never fully let you in. Well, at least this generation. It mm-hmm. seems like they like you enough to fuck with you, maybe mm-hmm. have sex with you, whatever, chill with you. 
but you won't know like so like the deep questions like yeah. you won't know about their childhood what kind of trauma you got how you trying to fix it like they all right. are like so blanket like then you get bored and they're like i don't understand what's wrong like why you haven't talked because you're boring nigga that's why i haven't talked to you <laughs> like i mean to i'm not i'm not looking for a pen pal but like if i get a what you're doing one more time bro like please yo i just don't even open my instagram dms anymore i just dead ass be like delete cuz i just feel like these guys are just so like cringeworthy or like there's this one dude who was on my gram and i thought he was fine as fuck like full beard like no me in the beards woo mm. full beard um i believe he's middle eastern like he has so much going like he looks like a boppy and he's mad successful so I responded to something in his Insta story and like, then I'm having a conversation with him and I'm like, slid in easy. I'm about to be, you feel me? Chef it up. Yo, my son is mad, boring and dry and dull. Mm. And I'm just like, no. And I don't want to feel like I'm making it all a conversation. Yeah. Like, this is not an interview. Like Men don't know how to have conversations anymore unless it's about sex. And even yeah. then sometimes they dry as hell. Because you're not really about to do what you're saying you're going to do. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Like, you texted me one thing and you're talking about, oh, I'm going to do this to you. I'm going to do this to you. And then it's like, what's up? Then you get there mm-hmm. and you're like, I got to go. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> My Uber's downstairs. My Uber's downstairs. <laughs> I'm not even going to dap you up. Nah. I can't dap you up if, like. I'm going to just give you the little, like, good job, <laughs> bud. No, good I job. <laughs> I ain't even giving dude a good job, bud. Like, I'm going to be like. What the hell did you think this was? Like, why were you down here for 30 minutes not knowing what the fuck you was doing? Like, mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> I'm that ass like mediocre mm-hmm. at best. Like, please. Like, no, I'm not I'm not giving you this lusciousness for you to be. You feel me? Yeah, exactly. Like, ew. I'm not wasting. <laughs> Yo, no more treesh for none of my queens. I've been to I think I said this a couple shows ago. No more treesh for none of my queens. I'm tired of these treesh mm-hmm. niggas. Please get away from us. Like, we are too successful. We are too beautiful. We are too smart. We are too intelligent. I'm really not, you feel me? I'm not jacking it no more. Yeah. I feel like, you know what? Like, let's be honest. I really should play for that. No, nah, I can't play for the other team. Shout outs to Kathy. Kathy, honey, I will still play for the other team for you. You alone, though. All right? <laughs> no, I played once, but. Mm, you played? It's okay. You dipped in the I lady definitely ponds? dipped. Definitely. Did what? You liked it? It was fun? She was psycho as fuck. And I was like, I'd rather deal with a nigga than this. <laughs> <laughs> it was too much. But yeah, I had. I had a girlfriend before. Oh, shit. Would you dip in the lady farm, Christine? I've never have. Um, have you considered it? Would you? Would you? I, have, I, have, I don't think I would. But I had a conversation with a friend of mine. And she was saying, basically, like, she likes niggas and she likes men. But if she met a female and, like, let's say she vibed with that female and all of a sudden Everything started loving mind. that female. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really, and I said, I wouldn't consider her gay. Like, it's just that female. Like That's mm-hmm. how I feel. It's gotta be like the person. It I gotta, gotta catch be the yeah. person. You know what I mean? Sex. Yes, But the exactly. head game be super sick. I'm just gonna Ooh. throw that out there. Oh. Yeah. Spicy. Yeah, their head game mm. is crazy. I'm not even gonna lie to you. Anyway. Somebody tell <laughs> younger mate, at me. <laughs> Because, <laughs> nah, yo, no funny shit. She made the most bomb porn. Like, she did. Yo, I wanted that's to watch what it. She Where went, is it? 
I got the link for you. All right, send it to me. I'm gonna send that to you. Cause I heard she directed them right now. Yeah, she's that's why she's laying low. She went MIA so she could direct the whole last point, and the shit was fire. Like really, it was made so well because it's like, probably made from a girl's perspective in some yes, senses. You know what yes, I mean? Yes, yes. Because porns do not keep interest. Like no, after like two minutes, you like all right. I'm all right. I'm, I'm done. <laughs> I'm come done. On. The storyline is boring. This like, shit is whack. Like, this is not a pizza person. Oh like, my God. come on. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are not bringing me pizza to my door <laughs> and it's not pizza. It's your dick in a box. No thanks. Right. I'll pass. Okay. I'm, I'm going to hard pass. Okay. So do you guys have any questions for me? Like, I need y'all to like, I don't know. I feel like you guys might have some questions that you want to know. Some questions? Some questions. Yeah. Hmm. I'm throwing y'all on the spot because I already know. Everybody likes, you know what it is? Y'all not going to ask me now. Y'all going to ask me after we get off the show. And I'm going to be like, bro, you should have just asked me that on <laughs> Yo, the show. Yo, like, how you going to throw me on the spot? Like, mm-hmm. First of all, she's mad quiet. She's definitely Christine. not trying to Um, I have a question. So Go how does it feel it. to be back? Like, Oh, my God. This is so invigorating. I've waited a Look whole happy. month. I'm glowing. Yes. I feel great. Um. Shout out to though. Oh my god, I yes. Love her hair. Shout out to my girl at the hair artiste, Alicia. I love you. I appreciate everything you do. I She's love these dope. pep talks. She's so dope. So down to earth. Um, I can't wait to sculpt this a little bit more. A lot of people are so used to seeing me with my long hair, and this has been like such a gradual process too. Like I had a bob. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, my hair was like super long in December, and then I chopped it, chopped five inches off into a bob. Then cut another couple inches off back in April, and then Graham's passed, and I lost my mind, and I was just like, all of it gone. Let's go. So it feels good to have like a fresh start. Like 24 started off kind of rough, but like you know, you feel me where I'm going and where I'm gonna be at. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels so good to be back, though. I want to also, of course, I'm about to close out the show, but. Okay. Did you have a question for me? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Don't text me and ask me nothing later. All, All right. right. If I do, you want to answer, right? You better hope I don't put the crescent moon. Yo, you better not <laughs> treat me like whoever the hell that girl was. Ooh. Oh, my God. Okay. Um. Ooh. Damn. You know how many girls going to be like, I got the crescent moon by my name, Nikita. Does our friendship mean nothing to you? Like, <laughs> just don't have them look through your phone because they're going to be tight. OD. Um, as always, <laughs> oh my God. As always, thank you. Very big thank yous to my team, everybody that works on Mood AF. Anthony, my bro, I love you. Um, Parrish, obviously, P. Yo, shout outs to P. I am like one of the most difficult people to work with, and he makes a shit look like a breeze. Um, <laughs> my birthday was like a month ago, and P brought me my insomnia cookies. We had Aww. a meeting, and of course, I was late to the meeting because I'm late to everything. Um, I'm shaking his head right now. Yeah, for real. Um, I literally like told P like some things. Like I've had words with this man and then like he still goes so hard and goes so blood for me. So I definitely appreciate you P if I don't tell you as often as you should. And of course, Omar, you have been so supportive. Omar is like one of the best people that I could have ever met. Like from little baby Kita, like to knocking on my door when I was an RA, like, yo, sis, we got campus cleanup. And I'm just kind of like, I'm not going to this shit this week. Leave me alone. Like, <laughs> leave me alone, bro. I'm not coming outside. Like, I'm sleep, whatever. Um, of course, it's been 
so real to have so much love. I feel so happy and so good to be back. I'm back, bitches. So expect new yeah. episodes. We are streaming on nine sites. And we officially got a uh, YouTube channel. So go ahead, click subscribe. And you can find me on all socials. Um, my first name is N-I-K-E-I-T-A and an underscore. That's my personals for Twitter and Instagram. And then at Mood AF Podcast for all of everything with Mood AF. So this is Mood AF. I'm Nikita. I'm back, bitches. We lit. <laughs>